You're listening to The Professional Blur, a podcast hosted by me, Jason Klom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Professional Blur. I am your host, Jason Klom. My guest this week is the delightful Tom Zawacki. Thank you so much for being here. What up? I'm immediately regretting doing double finger guns. <laughs> yeah, because it's now now in the Patreon version. You're, you're, you were captured on camera doing it. You can't mm-hmm. take it back. Can you take that back? Is there a way you can take I don't think there is. I, I No part of me would ever be like, let's redo this to take it back. <laughs> right. I just have to deal with starting so low to yes. build up and become better than I was. That's fine. That is, um, that is life, really. That is it? life. Uh, so Tom, uh, I've spoken with you before on the comedy on vinyl podcast and yes, we will get to the roles you have done that are five and under and things like that. You've not technically done what we would consider to be extra work given, given the kind of work that you have done, even though it's stuff without lines, but you have on the other hand dealt with extras a lot, which is something that I've wanted to speak with people about on the show a bit more. Yes, very much correct. So explain what, uh, how you on your, your normal day job. Uh, would deal with extras. I am a so I'm a prop guy for like mm-hmm. TV shows and movies. I've done more TV shows than movies, and so I'm like the number two prop guy on set. Mm-hmm. It's not really called that, but <laughs> like there's the the main uh, prop person on set is dealing with the actors and their props and the things they hold, and then I'm dealing with all of the extras in the background and making sure that everything they hold makes sense. So if mm-hmm. it's like like a dinner party type thing and everybody's like walking around. I'm like making up all the fake drinks with fake ice that look like booze, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And usually a food stylist is like plating little plates of hors d'oeuvres, oh, right. but I'm like handing them out and blah, blah, blah. So That's I deal crazy. with them very often. Um, but no, I've never done background work myself. I love that there's something called a food stylist. It would never have occurred to me. So it's never occurred to you? No. Like it's just I figure out props bought some food and slapped it on a plate. You know, that's usually what the brain says. That does happen. But I think because of you, what we just talked about before we started recording, Good Place, a show that I did, uh, pretty much any party we did on that was like Tehani's very fancy party. True, right. So when it's that, it's like we're getting fancy shit, it has to look good. Mm -hmm. Even though it's like, yeah, we're not really seeing most of this, but if we see one person with a certain plate pass camera really well, we want to look good, so they all look good. Yeah. But there's definitely times where it doesn't matter and we're doing it. Like I did this uh, this Amazon show forever that had one season and mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it because I think there was a scene where somebody was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I think that's why I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It was like, we don't need a food stylist for this. Mm-hmm. I think we just got bread and peanut butter and made like 40 of them because, you know, you have it, you take a bite. All right, we need to reset. You need to start over. You could still use that other half. Mm-hmm. There was one of those things where we were ready for, I think, no exaggeration, like 30 or 40 takes. And then we got it in like four takes. And then <laughs> it was just like, hey, who on the crew wants to be my <laughs> of course. fucking sandwich? Um, yeah, I so guess there are times sh- when we do it. but And then if you're going to like a restaurant, like mm-hmm. shooting there, then a lot of times we're um, having like the actual people who work in the restaurant, like the chefs and the cooks there, just like we'll work the deal out before. Just be like, make 20 of this item, 20 of that item, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just like give them to... Our, our extras are I guess on the good place you're literally dealing with essentially heaven so if the food doesn't look perfect it would be kind of shit and yes. what's like uh-huh. every every little fucking shrimp that is in every little glass later on we have to see giant CG shrimp and it has to, we have to remember like we know what a shrimp looks like but I guess if we don't see a perfect shrimp in every shot it doesn't yeah. land as well the gag later on when you see flying shrimp that's fair this is not background related at all, but it is a good place shrimp story. 
please. I think it's interesting. Uh, we did fuck, season two. I don't remember. There was a season where uh, all the all the main cast were getting like gifts mm-hmm. from Janet. Or, I don't remember. But anyway, so Eleanor got like a shrimp, like a soda machine, but it dispensed shrimp and then different types of sauce. Uh huh. And so that was a pretty hefty rig mm-hmm. uh, because it needed to dispense shrimp. Right. So, so we had a, a this uh, effects company that works with us. Like basically make a mini like uh, like escalator like little treadmill type ramp for actual fake non edible molded shrimp. Uh huh. And I remember it took my prop master a while to get them to the right size. Uh huh. It's an existing ice dispenser it has to come out of. Sure. And so the bit is like she goes, she dispenses the shrimp, and then like she takes a bite. So we had to like hide behind the shrimp a container that had edible shrimp. But Christabel's vegan, so they were vegan shrimp. So they in no way looked like what came out. Yeah. And we had, I think, ranch there because whatever the it was like the white cheddar. I don't know the fucking mystery flavor, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It was white, so we had to be ranch. So it was this combo rig of like a completely unedible thing, and then because of how the set was, have a rig a edible thing in between takes for her to eat. Anyway. Holy so shit. Story that uh, has no ending. That, well, it doesn't matter. It's it's insane. I mean, the yep. the again, the level of detail you're going to to pay off a dumb joke that was written by a bunch of you know people who are just like, you yeah. know, that, all they want to do is is get a get a laugh. And that shows a little deeper than that, maybe, but still, the idea that you're in service of a laugh is both fun and also probably maybe a little infuriating. Like if if it doesn't go out right, if it doesn't work right, I would imagine. It, it very rarely doesn't work. That's right. good. That's good. It, it's like, I can't even think of a time where it's like we did all this planning and preparation for a very specific gag like that. Mm-hmm. And we got to set and it was just like, whoops, like, like that never happens. There's times yeah. where last minute they'll ask for something and we're mm-hmm. like, uh, it took a week to do this guy. I got 10 minutes. I can't change it. Um, right. Which always kind of works. Uh, the, one of the first questions I ever ask anybody, yes. usually extras again, uh, what, what's your first time on a set ever? Doesn't matter, professional or otherwise. First time on a set. So I moved to LA in 07. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a PA for like the first year or so. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should know what this is. I remember that uh, I more or less exclusively did reality show PA work because 07 was like the height of the reality boom. Yep, I was doing and that. I knew too. like one or two people from art school in Seattle when I moved out here. And one of them got me a job. It might have been a commercial. I remember doing a commercial early on mm-hmm. and not knowing something really basic. Like another PA like looked at me and did this. Like, and I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. Because he was asking if we were rolling. And I didn't mm-hmm. know what this meant yet. So I was just like <laughs> 21 and insecure. So I was like, affirmative. And then a moment later, he's like, oh, we're not rolling. Why'd you say yes? I was like, oh, I don't. That man, uh, and that was a commercial, and I feel like it was something so dumb. And bo- I feel like it was like Belvita yogurt. Or, I don't even know if that's a thing. I want to say it was a commercial for something dumb and memorable. Uh huh. Dumb and not memorable. Um, but then very quickly after that, I was a PA uh, for two things. One of them was what I believe to be the very last season of Beauty and the Geek. Ooh. I'm old enough to remember that show. Uh huh. Ashton Kutcher's name was like the yeah. executive producer. Never showed up once. 
Um, and then the other thing was the short-lived NBC reboot of American Gladiators. Do you remember when they did that for one year? No, I did not know that they did that. That's phenomenal. It would have been 07 or 08. Um, and that was like awesome. Cause I was I like bet. the perfect age to be like, Oh shit, new American Gladiators. This is going to go on forever. How dumb are you going to be to fuck this up? <laughs> and they fucked it up so badly. I remember they'd have like, you know, the fight of them with the like fucking sticks with the pillows on them. Mm -hmm. and it would be like to see who won, go to NBC.com. Flash. Oh, wow. I was like, what is wrong with you? Nobody's – just do it. Just do it on the show. Just show the whole thing. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to go to their computer. Um, those were like two early set memories. My friend Carrie shot on, on Beauty and the Geek. I thought maybe. Okay. I had to double check very quickly. Yeah, There's so no part of me that would remember this person. Doesn't matter. I remember like four people from that time. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't remember anybody except for my friend Carrie from any of my reality days. Uh, mm. Maybe one or two people, but I def I worked on America's Next Top Model for too long, and uh, yeah, I I know what that was like. Also, I got you beat, bro. I worked on Germany's Next Top Model. Holy shit! Really, <laughs> really. So that was it's funny. So it's kind of in between. Uh -huh. So I I wasn't doing PA work. So actually, on Beauty and the Geek, none of this is your show. This is what we did last time. We just talked, and none of it had to do with what the fuck. We'll get there. Was. We will get there. I, I, I actually have bad. a I have a card this time. Don't worry. Oh, we'll great! So mm -hmm. I'm I'm more officially ruining it. Uh, <laughs> uh, on Beauty and the Geek, I be, became buddies with my friend Ryan Martin, who was like the art department PA. And then, like the next time he had a job, he's like, "Do you want to come do art department?" I was like, "Sure." So I started to do uh, non-union like art department work, so I wasn't a PA, oh, and okay. somehow we got the job of doing Germany's Next Top Model. And why that sounds weird, it's shot in America. Uh -huh. They did the first week and the last week in Germany. Uh, okay. Heidi Klum is the host, and she didn't want to be in Germany for, like, months. So, like, the week where they pick the girls, and then the, like, final when they announce the winners in Germany. That's like, oh, you're going to go to Hollywood! And, like, live in this, like, mansion. Um, and I worked on that, and the only people that were Americans on the crew was art department, which mm -hmm. is, like, construction, set yeah. dressing, props. It's like everything in that world. And the electricians, because you can't have... Yeah. You need to have people who know, like, American voltage or whatever. Like, they need uh -huh. to be, like, certified to plug shit in. And they would have safety meetings in the morning in German and then be like, break! And we'd be like, all right! <laughs> oh, Jesus. We got it. We don't. What are we doing? Wow. Yeah. That is... Uh, yeah, reality TV is like that, though, in general. Uh, I felt that way, even though they were speaking English. So it's okay. Uh, you, you weren't. It, it wasn't much different than a regular reality TV gig. Um, so Let me let's ask talk you this question. Yes, hit me. What was, I would like to know what was the first set you were on. Uh, first set that I was ever on would have been like We'll talk semi or semi-professional set back in upstate New York. It was a PSA, an anti-smoking PSA that mm. I was involved with. Oh wait, is that true? Yeah, any set that wasn't my own. Yeah, that was that was the first. Yeah, yeah, there I wasn't was, counting like. Films yeah, there was a dude. Ra well, because like uh, you know, I did like you know, I did like professional video editing before that. But mm. yes, it was I PA'd on this set, and uh, there was a dude rapping about not smoking on a on a rooftop, and I just remember thinking, this is the cheesiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my was life. Was this nineteen ninety three or what year? Was oh this? no, this is like ninety nine, two thousand, right before I left uh, for Chicago. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because 93 would have been, like, corny now, but makes sense then. Right, but 2000, 2000. 2000 is like, dude, you missed the boat. Yeah, big time. But this is upstate New York, and uh, I think they'd just gotten people of color for the first time. That's how it always felt, because it's so white. So white where I come from. Well, um, uh-huh. 
What's the first time you ever uh, ever had to deal with extras then, since you haven't been an extra yourself? Oh. And was it in an art department capacity? Definitely would have, yeah, definitely would have been. So, like, the first, like, many years of my career, I was, I was a set dresser, mm-hmm. and it's this weird thing where under Local 44, the union I'm in, you could do set dressing or props, two very different jobs, but mm-hmm. it's very uncommon. It's like you get in as this one thing, and that's what you do. Um, so I think the first time I dealt with extras, fuck, what show would that have been? Uh, maybe, maybe season one of The Good Place? Mm-hmm. Cause I'd done I'd done prop stuff before that, um, but that was like my first like full time prop job on a show mm-hmm. where like extras were like my domain. So I don't know I don't know if it like even counts if it was like a one day. What about the Parks and Rec stuff that you did? How long did you do Parks and Rec for? And were I, you just I, behind I, the scenes behind the scenes? No, just, so I was a set dresser on Parks and Rec. Oh, so you were I set dresser, okay. So I wasn't dealing with uh, any prop stuff or background, mm-hmm. but that I I joined that season beginning of season four and i did it to the end okay the first three seasons with like the short season one and three i think there Mm -hmm. was like six episodes and 13 or something it was a weird it was a weird number count in the beginning though right 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 so then the first time was definitely on the good place so i want to know go with that (laughs) yeah we'll say that i want to know what the challenges are because i know the challenges are from the perspective of an extra because mm-hmm. um, I know how difficult we can be. I know how difficult I was. I know how difficult uh, maybe yeah. people who wrangle extra, but I never really had to handle a lot of props. Maybe a camera here or a cup, something simple. I never broke anything. No, that's a lie. I just said that, and that's an absolute mm-hmm. lie. I, What'd you break? Well, I did not break it. So I'm on the set of CSI. I think it's CSI. I was going to say, which CSI? I think the original. And uh, the uh, guest that week... One of the guests was Glenn Headley for some reason, and she's in the foreground with a, a CSI person, and I'm mm-hmm. a waiter in the background with no waiter experience, no <laughs> waiter experience. And I've got a, I've got my tray. I'm walking with two martini uh-huh. glasses that they've decided. I'm so far background, there's no reason to put water in them. Uh, but they put water in them. I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I swear to God, one of the martini glasses just collapses at the stem, just at, at the one point where they break. And then wow. everything else then falls out of my hand, and it looks like I've dropped a tray. And Glenn Headley just stared daggers into me from a distance. I didn't, I don't, I love Dick Tracy. I don't know what to do. And then, uh, yeah, that was um, a terrible time. So I have technically sort of broken a prop before. And that's one of those things where it's like, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Because it is, God, emergency alerts going off. I had I my know, phone on I silent. I was like, cool, have it on silent. I was like, why is it vibrating right now? Because mm-hmm. we're living in the apocalypse. But we don't need yes. to talk about that. No. Um, um, that's one of those things where it's like, all right, we put martini glasses on a tray for you mm-hmm. and expected you to not break one. It's one of those like, all right, yeah, it sucks that happened, but it's not like what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of good place, um, very often we'd have like picnic baskets for people to walk around because it's like heaven. Everybody's walking around doing stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know. We had like half a dozen picnic baskets we would use. Mm-hmm. And one of them came back broke to me. No, I found it broken on set because they didn't bring it back to me. Because so it's like, you know, a basket with like a big handle. Mm-hmm. And the person was like tired and wanted to sit. So sat on the handle <laughs> of the picnic basket, which is like a very obviously just like weaved bullshit could not support weight thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's so many places to sit. Why are you sitting on my prop? Like shit like that annoys me. Yeah. Uh, like it was raining. Uh, I did this Netflix movie Moxie, which isn't out yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be out for a while. So there's a bunch of high school kids 
and it started raining. We're outside. I get that it started raining, and everybody had like books and bags. I gave them. Mm-hmm. It's like understandable, but they took the textbooks and just put them over their heads so they wouldn't get wet. It's like, mm-hmm. but these are all like rented textbooks that you're ruining, and you're still getting very wet. Yeah, it's like it's not like great. Now I'm dry. Right. And, and, like, the notebooks, we get, like, all these notebooks. We, like, wrote in and, like, made the covers look real. So it's not just, like, here's a brand-new notebook. We aged them and shit. I was like, you're destroying all my shit. Ugh. And if you get Stuff wet, like I mean, yeah. it's not your clothes usually. And if it is, they'll get laundered. And your yeah. hair is not your responsibility. Someone else will fix it for you. So why are you ruining a prop just to protect your hair? That is. And the uh, worst thing is when somebody's like, "Oh, wow. hey, I lost my, I left my thing. Can I get another one?" No, go get it. Yeah. I left my prop and holding. Go get it. Is there time? <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing, guy. If you're not back, it doesn't matter. Right. You know what matters? Seeing you with a thing in your hand, and then seeing you without the thing in your hand. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, stuff breaking is annoying. Stuff getting mm-hmm. lost is annoying. Mm-hmm. And we try to make it as like foolproof as possible. Like we and most people don't called. realize, I don't think, it, we, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I don't think we've talked about it on the show before, uh-huh. but uh, I should get somebody from wardrobe to talk about this too, but usually if you get a prop, especially if it's not uh, like uh, disposable, you give a part of your voucher over to the prop department and you do not get that part back and therefore do not get paid unless you return said a prop for said voucher. So yeah. people should be taking it seriously. It's a thing that like some prop masters do. Mm-hmm. It's like if I like sometimes, it's like just not like feasible time wise. Sure. And the thing why it works with like wardrobe is that's like built in. That's going to take a long time. That's yes. Thirty, fifty, a hundred, however many people they have to get dressed. Mm-hmm. That just takes a while, and then they put their clothes on. They have to come back and be like, okay, let's tweak it, or maybe they'll do it on set. Mm-hmm. So there's like a whole system with that. And then it's like, all right, bring them to set. Just run them by props. Have them get their stuff and like come to set. And it's like always this quick rush. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm like, I need more time, like have them come to set, have them drop off their stuff at holding, have them come to me right away, work with the ADs. It's still kind of always a big rush. Mm-hmm. So to like add this other paperwork thing, yeah. all that's going to do for us is like piss off like the ADs. Mm-hmm. So unless like on Veep, I worked on Veep. And oh, every okay. other day was like a news conference. Right. And so we'd have, like, dummy cameras, but also we would have, like, real, like, Canon 5Ds that are very expensive cameras. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And so what we would do with that is I... My quicker way to do that is, like, right when they took it, I would take a video of them. I'm like, hey, what is your name? Uh You're going to give this back to me, or you're not getting paid, or you're going to get in trouble, or you're not going to come back. So that was, like, the quicker way to, like... It's all about instilling fear. Like, (laughs) yes, you want to get paid. Sure. But also there's that fear. Like, there's video of you holding this thing. Mm -hmm. Say your name. I feel like most people are like, ah, okay, nobody's going to be like, fuck you, guy, I'm still stealing this camera. Right. <laughs> I'm going to lose it after you filmed me. So that's like my quick way to do it without doing it with a voucher. I'm yeah, so chatty. I feel like you'll no, ask that's what that's No, that's the whole point of this. 20 minutes later. I know. No, that's no, true. no. You're Did like, you... I don't want to, hey, what's your question? Uh, affirmative. And then you're like, God damn it, this guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. Did you work on the final season of Veep? No. Okay. Uh, I will be diplomatic. Okay. I... I I chose not to work on the final season of Veep. Uh, it was a it was a difficult show mm-hmm. to work on. Every day, like every day, we'd have hundreds of extras. Mm-hmm. I would say a, good, a show like Good Place, you know, oh, we got two hundred extras today, and they're all at Tehani's party. Mm-hmm. So I got to make up oh, like one hundred and seventy-five things. Mm-hmm. I'm also in the realm of not everybody needs a thing. 
Go to any party, any event in life, there are people just standing there. It looks weird if everybody has a drink and a plate of food. How sure. are we eating? Stupid. So I'm just making, like, I'll make sure there's like 175 things or whatever. Okay. And I'll, I'll hand them out. But with, with Veep, it was like, we'll have five, like, DC security and then like 10 interns and then 15 congressmen. And then like, so there was like always very specific things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times people had guns cause it was like secret service or like DC police mm-hmm. she would go talk to like some other militia guy and they had AK 47s or whatever. They go to another country. There was like always guns around for a comedy, which was weird. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there'd be like another like 50 general people. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, it's fine. That's just a busier show that's allowed. Uh, but then what would get annoying on that show is uh, they would, like, change things a lot last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's hard to have that, like, busy of a show and then change a lot of things last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when the last season came around, I was also really exhausted and tired. I think we had, like, a whole year of nonstop work with, like, overlapping busy shows. Wow. Okay. And I just, like, wanted a break sure. anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, because it was, I think it was... We did this this Amazon show, that Amazon show forever, mm-hmm. which would average like 14-hour days, but we had some 16s in there, and then we'd always be shooting an hour away. And then I had like a three-day weekend. I went straight into like season three of The Good Place, mm-hmm. uh, and I was just exhausted. So by the time that last season of Veep came around, I, I, I respectively declined after mm-hmm. weeks of uh, trying to get me to accept. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. No, I, I, you know, the only reason I asked is a friend of mine was a reporter on three episodes on the final season. So mm. again, I'm trying so hard to see if, if there's anybody I've ever met who's worked with you. It's sounding like no. It's sounding I like I mean, no. of course there is. We just haven't found we it. We just don't know. Yeah. It'll, it'll turn out we've worked on the same thing somehow. And uh, that's not, po- it's almost impossible that that's even True. the case. Um, so let's. IMDb. Or do you have, that doesn't I, make sense yeah. for background <laughs> oh are you kidding do you know how i got an imdb page <laughs> no how'd you get one first of all i've been doing video stuff for 20 plus years uh mm-hmm. but at the time you couldn't add your own shit really eventually i was able to add stuff that was like important to my career but i couldn't uh-huh. at the time so i'm like fuck it i was a goth on alias so i just wrote goth blah blah, blah uncredited so that's how i got mm-hmm. a, an imdb page and that was back when you didn't have to pay to put a headshot up so my old headshot where i have hair is up so yeah no i've got an imdb page that oh, yeah i don't have hair anymore we, we i know i know it did shock me that was a that was a quarantine uh haircut it's fair late april i want to say mm-hmm. i was like at three months without a haircut and for all the people who don't know who i am because of course i used to have like a big fro yes find it i don't know on my instagram or something tom's wacky look me up it's uh, on your imdb which i'm looking at right now Definitely on my IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, just three months without a haircut, and I would get a cut every month just to kind of like contain it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at three months, I was like, this is killing me. I feel like we got a few more months of this. Oh, yeah. I'm not seeing anybody besides my girlfriend. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So I just shaved my head one night. And, and I used to do it a lot. I, it's been about five years. Because mm-hmm. um, now you're going to like match your headshot and be a fucking douchebag. But. <laughs> Uh, I was like, oh, I'll shake my head. I'm not getting auditions. This doesn't matter. By the time we're back to normal, it'll be like kind of back to where it is because it yeah. grows pretty quick. And two days later, I got a fucking self-tape audition. Of course, self-tape. And I was like, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, uh, I look different. And they were like, okay, it doesn't really matter for this one. But Oh, that's cool. good. 
Uh, and then I haven't gotten another one since because, of course, I'm a bad client <laughs> by uh, shaving my dumb hair. But, uh, yeah, IMDb. IMDb's weird because, like, I'll try to add stuff because mm-hmm. you said you were looking at mine. Yeah. Like, because on Parks and Rec, I worked on, like, every single episode from uh, episode three of season four until the end. Yeah. But as a set dresser and as certain crew members, you don't always get listed on camera. Like, yeah. there's people that have to, and then it's, like, if the tag is long enough, I don't know the logistics. Mm-hmm. But it would always just be, like, whatever 20 episodes my name actually was up there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, I did them all. And then they kept being like, no, bro, you didn't. And after, like, two times of trying, I was just like, fuck it. So I yeah. think I should look at it myself. I think there are a lot of things on there where it'll be like, oh, he did a few episodes of this. I'm like, I did all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Good place, 18 episodes. No, fuck you. <laughs> beep oh beep it has all 10 that's Pro really show. funny that's, that's all it shows six. for the good place parks are working at six <laughs> that's right that's why i was so pissed fuck you six i did them all and then you there's know, movies on here i forgot like mm-hmm. there's something in here called decoding annie parker mm-hmm. which i think i did like three days on yeah and it says 2013, but I feel like it was like 2010 or 2011. It was one of those yeah, movies sure. that came out years later. Uh huh. And then it just showed up on my IMDb, and I was like, okay. I have a credit so yeah, on Fast Ash- and the Furious yeah. 3, and I only worked there for a day. Yeah, it's so weird how it happens. <laughs> I'll be on every episode of Parks, so it doesn't work out. And I know it's TV shows. <laughs> the Ashton Kutcher, Steve Jobs movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's another one I did three days on. That's funny. I never saw it. The League I- only has? Oh, I thought it was three, 13. Now this is boring. Now you're watching a guy look at his own IMDb and be upset about it. Uh, <laughs> Do you, uh, what, what's the stuff that's incidental? Because I will tell you, I have definitely stolen props, but usually only paper props. Stuff that I know has been photocopied or is definitely from like a lot of like fake legal papers and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's probably the only thing that's like allowed. Very often people will ask, mm-hmm. even if it is like a paper prop. Sure. Um, Oh, wait, but, that's not true. I have some other stuff back here that I can't uh-oh. really show you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes it, it's like spoiler shit. And so it's like, even though Fair, it's yeah. a piece of paper, like on The Good Place, uh, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it, I think yeah. the final season or maybe season three. I don't remember. Uh, we go to like, the first time we actually go to The Good Place is like the like post office of The Good Place. Yes. And there's this like male lady there. And so we had all this like paperwork we made because it's not like normally we'll just rent a box of like paperwork from a prop house. It just yes. looks like paperwork. It had to have like the hieroglyphics on it. It had to be the good place Amazing. Font, blah, Love blah, it. blah. So we had all this stuff around and there were no like backgrounds there. But I remember crew members were like, oh, can I take this? Can I take this? And it's like you kind of trust crew a little more. But, mm-hmm. you know, all you got to do is take a picture of it. It's on your Instagram. 100%. Yeah. The thing gets ruined. But people would ask a lot. Like whenever we have, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like, like stickers or like buttons mm-hmm. uh, on this movie Moxie. There's a whole big thing with stickers, mm-hmm. and everybody wanted to take a sticker. Of course, uh, like yeah, whatever sticker. It doesn't really ruin the movie, but that yeah, sure like lost... people would try to take like real things, and I'm right. like. You will not be asked back. Like I have right, right, right. I mean, if you're caught, let me just say this: um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody to do it. Mm-hmm. You and I. I feel like I'm now ruining my chances to ever work in props by saying this because I love prop work, but. I was on a show called Las Vegas that starred um, non-Timothy Oliphant, Josh Duhamel. And, um, oh, are they lookalikes? Uh, 
people sometimes confuse them. Uh, shouldn't happen. Um, I'll I think just I'm say just that. such a dead, Deadwood diehard. I would never. No, you shouldn't. You, yeah, if you, especially if you're a big Deadwood fan. Um, but it took place in a casino called the Montecito Casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Where I was have, this casino? What what was, city? Uh, we actually shot on one of the lots in Culver. No, no, fictitiously. Where oh, was this? Las Vegas. The name of the show. Oh, okay, Las Vegas. cool. Yeah. Thanks for getting my bit. Uh-huh. It was real uh-huh. dumb, but it was okay. Worth yeah, that no, it was very, very good. No, thank you. I'm an idiot. Don't worry. Listen, here's we'll blame it on the delay and say that I still have an intact sense of humor after all this. Uh, oh, stupid. I'm a moron. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, and I I stole a $500 poker chip because they had custom poker chips made, and I'm like, this is too cool not to take one, and they've got a thousand of them they probably had ten thousand other printed up cost them nothing now no I'm i mean it costs that's a, a lot and that's one of those things that's like sure. i really don't want anybody to take this sure but i pretty much understand we're gonna lose some yeah of course literally just to like being dropped and whatever it's like a small mm-hmm. custom thing but i took a lot from that show i shouldn't say that it, listen i'm covered i i knew of, i i was listening right. i have no excuses i'm a bad person I'm a terrible bad person. person bad bad me um but mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. I just wanted to, I guess, confess to theft. I think I've already talked about that before. But um, so let's oh, talk. Oh, wait. No. Yes. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. On the good place, we had uh, yogurt cups, custom yogurt cups yes. for all the all the fucking places, mm-hmm. and people would always want to take them. And it was only the final season because season one, nobody knew what the show was. Sure. That was a show that we would shoot the whole season before it aired, which is a little more uncommon for network TV shows. Yeah. 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 Uh, like even Parks and Rec, we'd be like doing episode five of the season, and like the first one would air. Like it was yeah, pretty okay. Quick. Uh, but we do all thirteen. So by the time the last season came around, it was like a show that was kind of popular. So people were like, can I take one? Can I take one? Mm-hmm. And we always had the same background. Like get get me at the end of the season. Smart. Um, yeah. And then when we were wrapping up, uh, you know, we had all this stuff saved, and like people came around, and then like people took stuff. You know, crew members, writers, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, dump that box of a. Uh, Yogurt cups. I was like, "What? Storm away?" So I took a bunch. Do you want to yes. see? Yes. Matter? Yes, of Hold course on, I do. It. Hope you left that dead air in there. Uh yeah, I'm totally gonna leave that in there. I, I was right. gonna fill it, but I decided no, just leave. Because it. these are things that like we uh, would we would have made, and then I don't know if they would ever even like be seen that well. So it was yogurt gulch, western so themed. Good, beautiful. Um, yogurt acres. Don't know why. And I had like a specific, I had a chart that was like every yogurt place had their colored spoon. Mm-hmm. Cause we had all these different colors and it was, yeah. I had it memorized by the end. Uh, the suggestion of yogurt, <laughs> pretty silly. Uh, this one's kind of funny. Uh, GPBY, good places, best yogurt. And then of course, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yogurt, yogurt. Yes. Yogurt. Come on. So good. It was one of those things where I was like, I think yeah. I took one, yogurt 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 at the end of the first season mm-hmm. and never thought about it again right but then it was like literally the final season it was like all right dump that i was like what are we no no what are we doing and no. i took like a mini stack i'm like somebody's gonna want these yeah of course i'm not gonna and then i you. made i validated this video uh-huh. he said yes you did you absolutely <laughs> did look i will say when you came on comedy on vinyl you're kind enough to give me a, a cup from parks and rec which is i'll tell you yes! the only thing i collect from tv shows you can't see them because my green screen is cups. And you brought a cup not knowing that A, one of my favorite shows of all time, and B, cups. It's like, it's, I have. That was, that was this very similar story where yeah. the final season, and we we're just throwing shit out. It was just mm-hmm. like a sleeve of the Pawnee Eagleton Unity Festival cups. So and I was like, this can either be garbage or I can hold on to it. Yeah. 
I mean, this somebody's like, I love that show. I'm like, oh, here you go. Here, ploop. Why not? Why would you yeah. not? Why would you not? It's, I would have brought you a yogurt cup if, if we could have been together. I know. I, I'm. Uh, it's very kind of you and sweet of you. You're when a good you man. Do your Tom next Jackie. third podcast about a thing that I somehow am relevant to. <laughs> uh, we'll find something. Don't I'll worry. Yeah. I, you know, I am going to be interviewing another prop guy soon because I want to do a props only podcast, but I don't know what that is. And it'll probably just end up being a part of this podcast. Who knows? Uh, I don't think I, I would apply for that. So. Oh, okay. That's fine. Fair enough. Las Vegas. Um, so um, here's the thing. I want to know about your the first time, because uh, this didn't come up. Sometimes it comes up naturally. Your first time meeting a celebrity or interacting with a celebrity on set. Um, and if it's uncomfortable to say the name, you don't have to. No, I don't give a shit. I'm just trying to think. Because, again, it would have been 07 or whatever when I moved here. Yeah. I'm trying to think of those early shows, because they were reality shows, but, like, no celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the first time I was on something. I will tell you, though, on reality shows, they all act like celebrities. Oh, God. It's so dumb. I'm like, you're, like, yeah, if you're, like, the host of the show, mm-hmm. and it's, like, season two, episode one, it's like, fuck you, I'm a big deal. And I'm like, every, like, Ted Danson is the nicest human. You right. have no right. Mm-mm. No right. He's Sam Malone. He's a good dude. Right? Quick. I will say Tyra was nice to me. I will say that. Tyra Tyra. Was nice to me. And uh, what's her name? Heidi Klum was amazing. Yep. That's good. She would translate two quick fucking tangents, but I figured out the answer to your real question. Heidi mm-hmm. Klum on Germany's Next Top Model. Very often somebody in the crew would like try to say something else, and their English was like amazing, essentially considering uh-huh. uh, how awful my German is. But, you know, there were parts where it was rough. So every once in a while I'd be like, I'm so sorry, I don't understand. And if Heidi Klum was walking by, she'd be like, oh, no, he just wants blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. Amazing. Thank you for translating, Heidi Klum. That's like, and she easily could have been like, oh, I don't care. It has nothing yeah. to do with me, but it's just so nice of her. Uh, Ted Danson, why well, he's the nicest man. Uh, final season, a good place, where it's the first week of shooting. It's like Thursday of that week, so it's like day four. And whatever's going on is like a very busy first week. Mm-hmm. I hadn't actually, like, spoken to him yet. And then, like, I walk past him, and he goes, hey, good to see you. I haven't said hi to you yet. How you doing? And I was just like, why do you care? Come on, that's so nice. He's like, it's Thursday, and I haven't said hi to Tom yet. Oh. Um, I worked on this non-union pilot thing that never went anywhere, and I don't even know what it could have been for. I'm trying to remember the name. It was forgettable. But uh, <laughs> the janitor from Breakfast Club was in it. Wow. Small part. Okay. Um, and I would have been 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at lunch very unprofessional he's like a couple tables away in earshot so i just start doing like breakfast club quote oh no not to him right I'm just doing him like an asshole mm-hmm. i was like no dad what about you see this <laughs> this is where you get my house for spilled paint in the garage do i stutter why don't we go close the door and see if we get the prom queen impregnated just an idiot like that just like yelling random quotes from the movie oh, no. probably not even his probably sure. like demeaning shit that was said to him like how does one become a janitor and then, like, he laughed and he said something but think about it now it's like what an asshole what was i doing yeah but also it's like the type of job that like he i'm sure was bummed to take because it yes. was like it wasn't like an nbc pilot it was some non-union assholes pilot that i think i was getting 200 a day as mm-hmm. a guy who was like building the sets and painting the sets and set dressing and 
doing props and driving the truck. It was like a four-person team, me and like my Jesus. three other buddies. Us, and no. It was like a garbage thing to work on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has some fucking asshole kid yelling quotes from his most <laughs> famous movie. Uh, and I don't know that actor's name, and that makes me more of an asshole. No, it's fine. Look, uh, character actors are used to that, and sometimes I think they benefit from it because then they're not as... They're, you know, because the people who need to know who they are know who they are. People need to cast them. One hopes. One hopes. I could be wrong. I'm going to look up his name. Please. Please do. Um, so here's what we're, 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 we're going to get to the acting part now because Tom, for those who do not know, uh, you know, he's very funny even though his lines about Las Vegas don't land because I'm too stupid to, to catch that he's doing a, a joke. Um, Tom, you're a stand-up. Yes. You're also an actor, as some yeah. stand-ups are. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, what about your first line ever? Oh, there we wait. Oh, we got uh, it. We, we, his name, his name's not showing up. This but man. Uh huh. Oh, John Kapalos. Very okay. nice man. Very talented. Mm. Um, I've seen him in a million things. Good dude. Real good dude. My first line. Your ever. first line in anything. Or oh. your first, maybe the thing that got you a SAG card. Whatever. Um. I I'm gonna go back farther than that. Please. So because this was not a union thing, mm-hmm. but I guess I had lines in it. So back in, uh, since I pulled up my MVB2, 2008, mm-hmm. um, with same friend, Ryan Martin, from who I met as both PAs on Beauty and the Geek. And I think this was during Beauty and the Geek, actually. It all ties together. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so my friend, Ryan Martin, art department PA, I'm just regular uh, production PA. Like, we're buddies, and then, like, one weekend, you know, because it's my first year in L.A. and I'm just, like, down for anything. He's like, hey, I've been making a movie with my buddies. Uh, do you want to come help out? I was like, sure, do what? He's like, oh, I'll just fucking come. I was like, okay. So I come just thinking I'm, like, going to help out. And uh, this movie is a horror movie. It's called Psycho Sleepover. <laughs> and they had a guy who was supposed to play, like, a homeless guy. And he was supposed to get murdered by, like, one of the insane asylum people that escaped or whatever. Uh-huh. This guy didn't show up. And they're like, dude, I uh, just met you 20 minutes ago. You want to be the homeless guy in this movie? And I was like, sure. But it was like, I had like a bindle. I had like a stick with a bandana. Like it was like. It's, oh my God. It's like a comedy horror movie. Uh-huh. Um, it's not, it's, it's, it's like a trauma movie. It's not like a good movie, but it's. it's sure. Uh, my friends made it. I love you guys. But anyway, so that was like that. Cause that's the first acting credit on my IMDb. <laughs> and I think I just like mutter stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm getting killed. There's blood everywhere. So then I'm like, so I'm showing up just to help. And then I get like fake blood all over me. Ugh. But again, it's not a real movie where I can go like shower and change. So it's like, well, here's a wet towel to like clean myself up. Uh, but what is notable about Psycho Sleepover mm-hmm. uh, is uh, one of the actors in that movie was a pre famous Paul Rust, the star of Netflix's Love. Interesting. Okay. And uh, a bunch of different things. He was one of the bastards in Glorious Bastards. Oh, yeah, um, right. I forgot that. And so I remember like a year after the movie came out or maybe by the time it came out, it was mm-hmm. like, dude, we got this guy for a Tarantino movie in our movie. <laughs> and he was like in the beginning and I think he gets killed or something. <laughs> but uh, and then and then I actually I worked on Love. I worked on Love season one mm-hmm. and at the rap party all season. I was like, I got to bring it up. I got to bring it up. But I never did. There was never a right moment at the mm. rap party. I was like, hey, uh, Paul, Tom, uh, the set dresser, I just got to say, I was in Psycho Sleepover, and he was, like, so excited. <laughs> was, what? How, uh, and, like, I expected him to be like, oh, man, fuck you, we're at the rap party for my own yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. show. Yeah. Why are you bringing up my garbage? <laughs> um, 
but he was like so cool about it and uh it was one of those things we talked for so long i was like oh, okay like 20 minutes in i was like well this is like your party uh i'm gonna go because i'm uh, feeling weird how long you're being nice and talking to me mm-hmm. um it's like yeah because you immediately feel like you have just taken all of his time even though he's willingly speaking with you about what you just talked to him about it's one of those things where you're like shocked how nice a person is mm-hmm because you so often are like, hey, famous person, real quick. And they're like, cool, fuck off, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What was your, what was your first uh, celebrity encounter? Did you tell me? Oh, well, the first person I ever, I, and I didn't speak to him because I would have been too nervous. It was like my first year out here was 2003. And I was just behind him in, in line at Ralph's. But it was <clears> Forrest <throat> Whitaker. And he was buying rum and, and uh, coconuts. And I was just like, oh. holy fuck, this is Forrest Whitaker. And I'm a huge fan of good morning vietnam and anything else he's ever been in and i just didn't know what to say and then i ran into bruno kirby a couple weeks after that which was also weird because Who's two bruno more kirby? two people bruno kirby uh also from uh well godfather 2 but also from uh, uh good morning vietnam uh also when harry met sally he's harry's best friend and when harry met sally he died a few years after that um died, died very young oh uh-huh. just brought it down yeah i love bruno kirby so much that was it was very weird to meet these sort of uh yeah not your typical first celebs because they maybe not wouldn't stand out for most people because like you know i've also run into like al pacino and i watched him play with a hula hoop that was fun um it was amazing but wait before Sprinker, that was at the grocery store is that what you said yeah yeah ralph's in north hollywood like mm-hmm. very early of the quarantine mm-hmm. uh i was at ralph's with my girlfriend and it was like i think we went like maybe it's the second time we went the first time we went we we're like oh it's like kind of busy like parts of the shelves are pretty empty Mm-hmm. And then, like, shit got real, real, real quick. And then, like, three or four days later, we went back. I was like, we don't need stuff, but let's kind of get stuff because the world's weird. Yeah, yeah. And then, so as we're checking out, I'm like, she kind of sees me just kind of, like, looking off. And I'm like, what's going on? This is, like, the Ralphs in North Hollywood on, like, Lancashire Magnolia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or Vineland Magnolia. It doesn't matter. This is probably a world podcast. Um, and I'm just kind of like, one, by the my way. girlfriend just catches me being like, what's up? I'm like, oh, just nothing, because we're checking out and paying. I'm just kind of looking over there. And I see Andrea De Matero, fucking Adriana from Sopranos. Uh-huh. And uh, she had a mask on, and I even knew it was her. That's but then, of funny. course, as I was like, is that her? She, like, takes it off. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I, like, was aware that my girlfriend had never seen Sopranos. It had come up at that point. So I never, I, that's why I would have been like, oh, check it out. I was like, she doesn't know she is. Sure. And then we leave. And then I, I say who it was. My girlfriend famously doesn't know any person, which kind of makes her a great girlfriend to bring to like rap parties and stuff because mm-hmm. she's not like starstruck by anybody. And then when I explain who she is, she's like, oh, from Sons of Anarchy? I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, she was on that. That was a popular show. Mm-hmm. But I ran into her at a grocery store like a week ago or two months ago. No, this matters. That was a different <laughs> um, Let's talk about your part in The Good Place. Oh, my part. Yes, you were loaf. So- did Lerf so, have lines? So generous to to say that it was a part. Yeah, Lerf, well, that's what that's what we're talking about here, man. That's true. So Lerf never had lines. Okay. Um, so not technically an extra, but he is featured, but no lines. So borderline extra. So yeah. So anybody who saw the Good Place, uh, mm-hmm. season two, episode, I don't know. Early is it on. Dance Dance Resolution? That's what it says. It was. I I didn't realize it was that episode, which is like a big episode. Why it's so, why I could never, you think it'd be like season two, episode four, like why sure, I would sure, know sure. is because w- that show, we always had like an hour premiere, mm-hmm. but production wise, it was still episode 101 yeah. and 102. <clears throat> so sure. it airs as episode one. So what I knew as episode three was called episode two, if that makes yeah. sense. So just yeah. that little bit always fucked me up because it was sense. in that like 
second or third episode of actual filming. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Lawrence never had lines, and it's like a montage of people coming to the door and like waving, and why 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 I don't get recognized, but people who know me saw the show and recognize me. As opposed to you can easily not see your friend in the background of a shot where it's like normal background. Because um, the whole frame was me for literally two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story behind that, I don't know if I said this on the other podcast. Um, they, ha- they had a bunch of background there. They had like eight people. And what they wanted the bit to be is like how ridiculous all these people are to be Eleanor's soulmate. Because it was literally like a dog was one of them. So it's like, how ridiculous can we make these people? So they had people that were just kind of like normal looking people. Nobody looked that silly. And then there was like, really quickly, can we give them a uh, a cactus? Can we give them something weird to be like, oh, I'm weird, I'm cactus guy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so one of the producers of the show, Morgan Sackett, who's also directed, who I've known since um, Parks and Rec. I've known mm-hmm. him maybe a decade-ish now. Almost about, well. Um, he was the one who was like, oh, let's throw Tom in because his hair's silly. Yeah. Because I was there on set as a prop guy. Um, I was never supposed to be in it. And it was like, hey, would you want to do it? I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. He's like, great. Take your walkie off. Go to fucking wardrobe. Tell them you're going to be in. Have them give you a shirt because I was just wearing some dumb t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And um, so I know the wardrobe people. And uh, they were so excited. It was like Wes and Alexis. And they were like, oh, this is okay. Oh, let's put this on. And then the sleeves were too short. He's like, this is our trick. We'll just roll them up because it fits you good here. And <laughs> and then I go in and I like wave and I do my time. And uh, it was one of those things where like five different people send me their cell phone photo of the monitor. This is all my friends on set. And then like the onset photographer, Colleen, she took pictures because it was like, oh, shit. Of course. They're doing like behind the scenes shit. And it was a real quick two-second thing. And then, like, people at my coffee shop, they'd be like, ah, Lurf! And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing <laughs> to be known for, but I don't mind it because it's a very it's good show. It's a popular show. And then, I don't know if you saw my second appearance on the show during the last season. I did, but I it's been a, a minute, so you're going to have to remind me. I saw every episode and rewatched them. But... No, I mean, it, it, was, it was definitely more of, like, a regular background thing. Mm-hmm. So it was a And he says he's never been an extra. I'm sorry. Continue. So I so it was the first scene of the day. So I worked mm-hmm. that with my prop master. I was like, can I just show up in what I need to wear for this scene? Because it was a fancy Tehani party. So I was in like a button-up shirt and like mm-hmm. dress shoes. I was like, I don't want to get all sweaty and unload the truck. And then I have to change and be all like, and I have to be on camera. <laughs> is it cool if I just don't help in the morning? Which is a pretty big ask. And then change and like fall in. And so my prop master, Gabe Perlow, was very nice to say yes to that. Um, so it wasn't like coming in and like being background and going through all the motions. Mm-hmm. I literally just like parked my car by where our like prop truck was located. I wasn't like shuttled and all that. Yeah. Um, and I showed up. I was like, cool, I'm in the scene. And like the ADs were like, great. And so the whole reason why, and I think it was Morgan Sackett again. It was somebody they told me during the um, uh, table read. They're like, all right, this is one of the reboots, and you know she's there with I don't know, one of her soulmates, one of her past soulmates. We'll just say it was that reboot. Yes, right. mm-hmm. And then somebody's like, oh, let's have it be Tom, and it could be Lurf. And it's just like a, a little callback to that uh, reboot. And I, they were like, do you want to do it? I was like, sure. And it wasn't that official mm-hmm. because I'm just a crew guy, so it wasn't like, all right, you're doing this. And yeah, was, yeah. It, was, it was a lot of me being like, cool, I'm doing it, right? And of if course. I just kind of hadn't said anything, it probably wouldn't have happened. But I was right. like, this is will be a funny uh, callback moment. And so it's like game night and Chidi's there with whoever his soulmate's supposed to be in that reboot. And they're like awful for each other because she's goth and like has a knife or something. That's right. Yes. Um, okay. 
And then uh, Kristen Bell shows up with like her shrimp or whatever, and I'm just like standing next to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they kind of had me move a little farther, so I'm not like super next to her. So it's like, and the way we shot it, it got cut down. So like at the beginning of the scene, I'm like ending my turn of whatever the charades game is. I'm like, oh, I lost. And I'm like, and I cross the room, and then like she walks up to me, and it looks like I'm kind of just standing there. The way it got cut together, and I get it because there was a lot going on in the episode. Sure. But it made, somebody sent me the article, it made some, like, final season Easter egg article. Love it. Where somebody's like, oh, and this is, this is Tom from the props mm-hmm. department, because I did the podcast. Yeah. The podcast a couple times, so, like, it's not like they, like, looked up who it was. It was talked about on there. So it's like, oh, this is supposed to be that reboot. What a cool Easter egg. So at least one fucking asshole noticed. And, uh, <laughs> so that was my time on The Good Place. Never had lines, was never supposed to have lines. Right. But, you know, maybe I should say, no, yeah, they cast me because they just couldn't get past how dreamy. And uh, I had a monologue. I, I was the one person in that montage who opened the door and I had a whole monologue confessing my love and right. had a whole scene. We even got intimate. And then they were like, I don't think it's right. Yeah. Um, they cut it all, but uh, I got paid. It's too No, powerful. I got paid nothing extra for either time. <laughs> I just got to be on the show. See, but this is this is it because you're like, well, I haven't done it background work, and it's not background work, background work, but it is thankless, and it is <laughs> it has no lines, but it's yeah. also very funny. You know, it's one of those. It, it's it's closer to a featured background, but it's also like super featured, which I I love. Um, now let's get to this podcast only segment, which is called Five and Over, where That's we right. take any part you've ever played in a, in any in any movie or TV show or short film, or whatever the fuck, um, and you expand it you come up with a spinoff does not have to be the same genre does not have to be the same medium it could go to a comic book who gives a shit um but i want to know what if you can come up with the title great but i want to know at the very least what this character's story is and which which one it is so it's it's not just like what else happens with this character it's like spinoff they get their own property they get their own thing it could and it could go from tv to movie it could go from whatever to whatever because we just talked about it and it's probably the most it's definitely the most popular thing we got to go lurf yeah because so when we shot that, uh, I didn't realize until after. So again, spoiler for Good Place. Season one, at the end of season one, you find out they're actually in hell. And yes. they're not in the Good Place. So this is the beginning of season two. And why it's like this montage of all the different reboots. So mm-hmm. it's all the different people they tried to like ruin her life. And so afterwards, it's like, oh, wait. So I'm like a demon. I'm not just like some guy. Like, because these were all demons that were actors that were like, mm-hmm. as like, so all the background were actually demons like nobody knew obviously mm-hmm. was so i like somebody on set one day was like oh i wonder what like lurf's life was like as a demon and how he got to be like michael's choice for whatever this reboot was and i remember being like oh yeah it's yeah it's funny and i was like busy and we didn't like fucking discuss it so like i think it would be the spinoff would be <laughs> lurf's life before uh michael asks him to be eleanor's soulmate and then and then the sequel. So this was a television show because this can't be contained in two hours, sir. Sure, of course not. So this is like this is like old school NBC sitcom, twenty two mm-hmm. to twenty four episodes a season. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking like nine years. This is like of course. This isn't Cheers. This isn't Frasier. I'm like two seasons, not as good. <laughs> Eleven seasons on both shows. Weird fact. And they also both shot on the same stage, which is so oh, weird. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, dumb facts. Tom's wacky. None of this matters. So then, uh, finish this horrible bit. So then, Lurf's life. Then we take like 20 years off. Now I'm old man. I'm even more gray. You can't tell as much because of the facts. I'm pretty gray. Uh, and then it's like, oh, let's do now 
the show of Lurf 20 years later. Because, oh, so the finale mm-hmm. of the nine seasons of Lurf show at NBC mm-hmm. is, hey, Lurf, I got a job for you, and it's Ted Danson. Cut to black, because we know <laughs> we know what the job is. And then the sequel show, even though I'm 20 years older, is mm-hmm. his life with Eleanor. But <laughs> de-aging technology is so much better. Of course. Fuck the Irishman, whatever. Marvel so much better to make me look like how I looked a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I do it to Kristen Bell as well because I guess she has to be in the show twenty years from now. Well, sure, but that's a that's a limited series. That's like a six episode one. Of course, I mean, you know, oh, like, this is so stupid. I love it. Is this I what love you it. Is this, this what is, you wanted, sir? Yeah. Although I would oh. also happily, I'd love to know what you think the title of this show should be. I mean, oh man, I think, I think. Uh, I think the the nine season NBC show mm-hmm. that uh, very uh, like uninspired like when they name the show just after the person after mm-hmm. like Frasier, even though there was a new show Dave side tangent Dave on FX the show mm-hmm. that just uh, aired Lil Dicky people say I look like him but whatever uh, amazing show and I wanted to not like it because I'm like name it something else we got yeah. Dave and Louie and Seinfeld and Frasier. We have all these shows just like named after the name of the person. And right. that seems like uninspired. I always like it. Like I like a more master of none where it's like, oh, okay, you did a thing. Yeah. I just name dropped two people who got me too, but we'll blur past it. Uh, hello, blur. Um, so I think we would call it Lurf. Okay. And then the limited series would have some like epic, like dramatic title. Even okay. It's not dramatic and it would be like, memoirs of a of a demon Ooh, this is good stupid no it's good that's good i like this God, you've I'm put the the, no 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 it's the the more i talk with people the more these get developed weirdly well i would happily watch lurf um <laughs> Uh, there could be, you know, again, uh, let's not rule out comic books either. Let's not rule out all the other things that could come out um, in between or True. Amongst, you know, to fill the stories out. Um, Tom Yes. Thank you for doing the show. Of course. Uh, this is going to come out sometime in July or August. Let's say July. I think it's okay. July. Um, where can people find you online? Um, oh. Is there anything coming up that you want to promote? Uh, just let me know. Hit me with it. Uh, you can find me Instagram, fucking at Tom Zawat, Tom Z What, because my mm-hmm. name is Tom Zawacki. Fucking find me on Instagram. I have a website, TomZawacki.com. I have, uh, you know, stand-up bullshit on there, but I also have all the episodes of my uh, web show, Would You Rather, with Tom Zawacki. My last episode had uh, Mark Evan Jackson on. Of awesome. Place and Parks and Rec and just kind of everything. Um, very silly show where we play Would You Rather in my car, and it's garbage, and we spin a wheel, and it's very ridiculous. It. So watch all those. Watch those on YouTube and my website. Follow me on Instagram. But I actually do have something coming out because I obviously have no stand-up shows to promote. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I've had offers to do Zoom shows, and I'm like, fuck all that. That sounds troubling. It's it's already so... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go on that rant. But no, so I have no shows coming out. I actually Fair. I had a show that got canceled, like literally like the, the day that it was like, uh, well, everybody stay home, was like I had a show that like Sunday. Oh, my and, God. Um, that got canceled. But uh, I have a very small role in a movie, a five and under, mm-hmm. uh, called We Broke Up, directed by uh, Jeff Rosenberg. I don't know when it's coming out. We literally finished filming like end of February, so like in the nick of time. Uh-huh. So I know he's probably like editing it remotely and doing all that. Sure. I have no idea when that's coming out or where it'll be. Play a guy named Chaz. 
I'm mm -hmm. like an old childhood friend of, um, God, I'm spacing on his name, the guy from Righteous Gemstones, who's like the Satanist. Mm -hmm. Oh, my brain I, is I so. I haven't seen the show. I apologize. Oh, you gotta watch Righteous Gemstones. Pay, pay for my HBO subscription. I'll happily watch it. Dude, <laughs> everybody, but Tony Cavallaro. I'm so sorry. Oh, there Tony. we go. So I play good friends with Tony Cavallaro. Mm -hmm. um, there is one scene that I have lines in, mm -hmm. and I and they're mostly just conversational, and they might all get cut out. I might just be like, oh hi, yeah, Chaz. Anyway, we broke up uh, five and under, so it, it, it's something to promote, and it's very timely for what we're doing. You mm -hmm. know, like when it will come out, but it's a credit, baby. It's a credit. That's delightful. Um, well, I don't know what's, what I'm going to have this out at this point, but let's just say probably uh, Looking Forward, uh, which is a podcast that continues uh, two of my feature films and wraps up a story that has been literally 16 years in development. Mm. Uh, so if you go to StolenDress.com, it'll be there. It's an improv podcast uh, where I play my character who's been running for president since 2004. Um, so that's something. And uh, enjoy that. Um, and I have one thing left to say, and that's, Tom's a wacky. What's good? No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do uh, the thing I always say, which is, I'm sorry I missed your thing. Uh, I don't own a TV. So, You can find The Professional Blur on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you find podcasts. And follow Jason on Instagram at Jason Klom and follow his hashtag, The Professional Blur. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!